0: hey everybody welcome to tech vines i'm scott Delandy, and i'm one of your hosts for today's episode and uh i am joined by my esteemed colleagues we have melissa the magnificent
1: gurney green <laughs> <Okay>. pacific northwest <laughs> I, I,
0: the alliteration right
1: yes 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 magnificent yeah that. yeah okay
0: the the alliteration and then and then there is no other label for colin other than colin mr fabulous gallagher joining us from the uh, from the midwest i want How liberation
1: is... too Colin, <laughs> the most creative well you already have
0: you have that you have a brand already colin i i don't know what to do with that so we will have to work on um um some uh some additional branding for that but that is uh mr fabulous that's you that's mm-hmm. you so uh a big episode today uh, for for this one. Uh, this is actually episode number 40 for those of you that are keeping score or playing along at home. And tonight's uh, wine, the most important part of tonight, is we are going to go, uh, based on the uh, last episode, um, we had a, a one of Colin's friends join us who is a sommelier and she got to make the pick for the wine so she picked something from a volcanic region so i did a whole bunch of research on this so this should be uh fun and we'll learn a lot about that and what what is volcanic wine and why is that a thing i was not aware that it was a thing until i went searching for it and i found out very quickly when you talk to people that know and understand wine it is a thing so we'll learn a little bit about that and then the technology topic for this episode i thought it would be good to kind of revisit what I would describe as collaboration etiquette, right? We're we're just about a year into kind of the the work from home lifestyle, um, and we're all on Zoom calls and having meetings and just doing presentations and emails, all kinds of you know collaboration work, um, and you. You'd think that after a year or so of doing this, people would have, like, it all kind of figured out. But there are still some things that happen that just make me kind of shake my head. So I thought we would talk about those and do a little bit of venting. So first things first, wine for tonight. Melissa, what are you drinking?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, I'm going to mispronounce this. It's, uh, I'm going to go with Cilio. Um, Valle Galfina Etna Bianco. So this is um, an Italian wine. Um, I believe it's Sicily. But um, it's definitely from a volcanic region. And um, the grape is Caricante.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: So so new to me. Definitely sweeter than most of the Whiteside drink. Kind of has a Pinot Gris kind of... uh, flavor about it and aftertaste
0: so you went with the white
1: you forced me to that
0: was part of
1: last week's episode as you said it had to be a volcanic white oh did i say that yes so i followed the rules and got my volcanic white
0: oh okay i did not follow the rules and i forgot about that you're absolutely right really now that you're saying that yes, yes.
1: You, you made a big deal about volcanic white yes because i you're would have right. gone with red and i actually picked a red up and did not uh drink it obviously yet but but okay. i have red to try as well i just opened the white because that was the requirement
0: and oh
1: i am a good collaborator in that I listen <laughs> and do my job. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, you're, you're right, because I, I missed that point. And I'm the one that usually sends out the note that reminds yep. everybody that, hey, here's the wine and here's what we're talking about. And I completely missed that. So Oops. so my bad. OK, so I, 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 I'm I 0 for 2 now. I failed to get the oh. right wine and uh, I've already broken
2: one of the uh, the collaboration uh, best practices. Colin, what do you got? i am drinking a suave classico Woo-hoo. from northern italy it is a volcanic white um it's actually um i did it because i've never i i, I may have had suave once but it's not something i've really explored um and so i wanted to do that so i bought a couple of bottles to try um and we had great warm weather this week so it was nice to sit out and sample a little on the patio earlier this week um and so um I like it a lot. It's sort of like a, um, I'm going to say this in in a, it sounds, it is much better than it sounds, but sort of like a a softer, slightly more oily Riesling. So it's got a lot of those sharp acidic flavors um, coming from the volcanic soil, Um, decent amount of fruit, a bit of a, you know, melon uh, flavor, um, but you know, um, you know, again, it's a so, you know like like Chianti, Suave is a region, and there's a you know Chianti Classico, Suave Classico, um, and it's again, it and Chianti are the two oldest uh, wine making regions. Uh, it was planted by the Romans, um, and the grape the grape is the Grenissium, which actually means from Greece. So these were vines that were transplanted over from went from Greece, um, and um, and the one I'm doing tonight is a Vigneti di Carbonare. Um, it's a 2017, so it's aged a little bit, um, so it's got a little more flavor. When I was reading about it, they said you know, there's a big difference between the, the, the more recent stuff, which is a bit more acidic and, and sharper, and then the aged stuff where it mellows out a little bit. So I, I went for a 2017. 28 bucks, worth it. Um, as we learned last week, the, the, <laughs> the, the price is, is important, so we went, uh, I went in that range.
0: I know that. That's still so. not I. Can, I. I. That was one of the best things from the last episode is to just kind of learn that because that's what I sort of assumed, but it's like you know, especially for for the folks that have been in or done marketing in the past, you know, price very often does not have anything to do with the actual cost. It's all around right, what the value and, and what people are willing to pay for a particular item. So, um, so it's good to see that the price point does kind of correlate too the uh, the quality and just the you know how, how well the wine uh, is from a variety of um, you know perspectives so that's cool so I, uh, I I did break the rules a little bit but I went in so I have a wine guy that I use in a, you know town over and he's very very knowledgeable and I wanted to make sure I, I got something good so I, I went in and luckily he was there so I told him I was looking for you know something from a, a region that had volcanic soil and he said I know exactly what you want so he brought me over and he gave me this bottle he said try this this is something that you'll like. Um, it is a, a Sardinian wine. So it is from Sardinia, Italy, which is basically a kind of a, a microcontinent um, uh, just uh, you know off the coast of, of, of Italy. But there is a volcano there. It is the Monte Artugu. Um, so it does have a volcano right there and that comes right up on the, uh, the Wikipedia site. Um, I would say it definitely is a, um, it's, it's a, it's a pretty strong wine. So there's a lot of flavor in it. I can definitely, you know, taste the tannins. So just taking a sip of it, it kind of gives you that, that quick little kind of pucker, if you would, uh, from the, um, from the, the, the tannins and the, and just the power of the tannins um but uh, but it's good it's it's very drinkable um it's something that i would do again it was uh my only hesitation with this and again i forgot about the white wine piece because i'm sure he would have had a good recommendation for that my only um concern was is the price point was about 16 bucks and knowing what i know now it's like do i do i even drink 16 dollar bottles of wine anymore i don't know if i do right because i was told that you know north of you know 20 at least and 40 to 60 is kind of the range that you need to go in order to get a good wine. So good episode last week. We should all listen to it again. Yep.
2: <laughs> I may have just re-promoted it
0: right now. Oh, did you? Yes. Yes,
1: yes he did. Yes, he did.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Um, and, and and for the folks that are that are kind of watching, I think one of the things you might notice is we have a new logo um, for the, uh, the podcast. So um, uh, mad props to, uh, to Colin. With all his free time on his hands, he was able to get a little creative, uh, and come up with a, a really cool uh, logo. So it uh, it came out great.
2: I yeah, thank you, thank you. Yep, that goes out cool. with a new episode tonight. I was super productive this week, so actually I um <laughs> cleared my. I realized I missed sort of when you're tired and and, and dragging and you're just not motivated, you things take longer. So, I had good spirits and I plowed through stuff. So I had about an hour today, and I was like, I'm just gonna do this. And then I told Melissa I fell asleep on the couch <laughs> during ah! the fall. <laughs> I said, okay. "Take a call on the couch, and I fell asleep." So, been there, been there.
0: Dur- during the call or after the call?
2: During. Luckily, I luckily I I knew it's like I'll take it on the couch because we had to listen mostly and occasionally comment, and um, I fell asleep.
1: Oh. I, I fell asleep manning the booth at KubeCon last year. Not even gonna lie, like the virtual booth, like I, there would there would be a, like a little dinging noise when someone would come in and ask a question. It woke me up. <laughs> So I didn't miss anything, but still. <laughs>
2: so Scott, do you remember why Sema us with volcanic wines? Um
0: I do not.
2: Well, why I... are they a thi- why are they a thing? You said you learned that.
0: Why are they a thing? Um I don't remember what we talked about on that last episode to make us pick it, but maybe someone else knows. Yeah, Melissa I know. does.
1: Um, Something about volcanic soil and the way it's—it's kind of harder to grow in. So the um, the vines prioritize the grapes over the leaves. So it makes for a much sweeter um, wine, more tastier wine. (laughs) If I remember—if I remember the conversation, it has to do with with, you know volcanic soils
2: tend to be more porous and water drains through them more quickly, so they retain less water um and um and so the the vines have to grow deep down to seek more nutrients and they become more stable but then they're also a little stressed and so they they put more effort in that because they're seeking the water and trying to preserve it they put more effort into reproduction so yeah
0: i remember it now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i can and, and actually now that you've mentioned it as i take a sip i can even taste it this is a a more powerful grape i can I get a, I get a, uh, I get a sense for that. Now that what what does not uh, kill us only makes us stronger, right? So uh, so good, Excellent. Well, um, how about the uh, the tech topic for tonight? Right, we we're going to talk about. Are we done? Oh, are we are we done with the wine piece? Or Colin, Melissa, do you have anything else? We want to add to this.
1: Well, I mean, mine was a twenty-dollar bottle. It's um, I was wrong about about the region. It isn't Sicily? It's it's Mount Etna. It's, it's Sicily. It's, okay, it is Sicily. <laughs> so I looked at the yeah. website, and then all it talked about was Mount Etna. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know anything about yeah. Italy. I need to yep. fix that. But um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff.
2: Yeah, and I think um, and it's interesting. At least you know, the funny thing is um. I was doing a little bit of research because I didn't know of, you know, I, I knew, you know, um, you know, Sima was listing a bunch of stuff last week and I went back and listened like, so I was listening to what she talked about when she threw out Suave Classicals. I was looking by by, by varietal or by, by um, I think varietal isn't the right word, by region, but I think she threw out and I was like, oh, there's some Greek wines and some Italian wines. And um, I looked at Suave Classicals and I was like, oh, that's northern Italy I didn't know there were volcanoes there and you know yes there are they're just older and so the soil is still volcanic but they're not more active recent volcanoes yeah yeah yeah. and 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 melissa to your to your to so bonus points for you melissa the willamette valley is also ripe with volcanic soil that's older as well so that's one of the reasons why it's done as well so so yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i'm gonna have to try the white i uh i definitely messed up because i would have loved to have tried it because you know, I'm always but, looking for new fun
2: whites to drink. So yeah, yeah. I mean, try. The, I, I'm am I'm, I'm gonna, I'm a big fan of the Suave Classic. Now, I'm gonna add this to my summer, summer mine. because so, like I, I like a Riesing, I like a Gewurz though. I may be spoiled on Gewurz now forever after that comment last week. Uh, go back and listen and find out. Um, but like I said, it's, 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 um, it's got a lot of uh, minerality to it as well, which I like. Um, it's got a bit, I'm assuming that comes from the volcanic soil, um, and. Um, and, but it's, it's like I said, it's got a little bit of a softer mouthfeel, you know, uh, almost a little bit oily, and it sort of takes the edge off sometimes. You find a Riesling too sharp. Or, so, this one starts sweet and sort of ends, you know, a bit sharp, and I really like it. I'm, 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 I definitely add this and a couple of the suaves to, to my summer by the pool drinking.
1: Yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens in a few years with this, with this wine. I, I also agree, like, it's, it's definitely going into the we- repertoire, but, um, but figuring out like how to get a little more of that sweetness out of it. Cause I do have that initial sweet, but then the, the kind of sharpness at the end, as, as you described is definitely there.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, good. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's um, I don't want, we can edit this out, but we have to take a picture because I always forget to take. The yeah. We forgot last week. I was looking for a last uh, week. I had to reuse one. know, I know, I know. All right. Everybody hold up your glass. Ready.
2: Cheers, Melissa,
0: Cheers. Wait a moment. Cheers. Got it. Excellent. Okay, so the uh, the tech topic. So we were going to talk about uh, collaboration. Well, I would say best practices, but I think it's more around collaboration. Full pause. The things that you see that you know, especially if you meet with people on a regular, reoccurring basis. And they have a bad habit and you can't like help yourself from the bad habit so um i i know we have lots of examples and i'm sure many of those are going to intersect so um
2: we'll go to colin first on this one so i i am i you know we have lived almost a year of covid you know of you know some of us worked a lot remotely anyway or or completely but you know the entire world tech world has been doing remote stuff for about a year um, and i am still amazed and shocked so part my first one is going to be a event that people still can't figure out mute i do not <laughs> understand i do not understand oh my like and and all oh of the goodness. technology now has all these great ways to you know zoom will tell you if you try and speak like you know it'll pop a message you know because it you know if you zo- if you mute in the in the software right it'll uh, and you try and speak through your microphone it'll detect that that it's receiving audio but not transmitting and it will say you are muted right and you know people still go and and like you know oh i don't understand why i'm talking muted. It's like how can you not figure that out like you know there's so much technology out there you you've got to be accustomed to looking and checking you know i always you know i'm i always look to see where i am i look to see if the camera's on you know i look to see what, what the mic status is all the time and you know i think um, but I think to, to one of the big things that I changed over the last year is I used to mute on my phone um, or on the other devices. The, the, the mute in the app now for a collaboration has gotten so good that I just use that. And it's a clear visual reminder. So I don't know if people aren't doing that. They're doing something else, but like just use the mute in the app. It's, it's, it, it works well. So that that's my number one. I've got a, a, a litany of them, but That's my number one.
0: That's your number one? What's well, your? T- one? It's, it's,
2: it's the easiest one. Okay.
0: What's your number one, Melissa?
1: I'd say the big thing is, is trying to respect people in the way they want to communicate. I think, I think a lot of people um, kind of come into this and they just, um, they've been living digitally for a while now and they just kind of shoot over things through Slack, through email, through, through whatever, at whatever time of day, anything else. Um, most email has a scheduled send now. You can use it, I promise, it won't kill you. Um, <laughs> like, there's, there's ways, not everybody's going to feel great about being connected all the time, especially um, those of us who have other responsibilities outside of work and need to take an hour or three to handle those. Right. So, so, so figuring out how best to communicate and engage with somebody instead of trying the same methods that don't work or, or trying to do the whole Slack interrupt thing in, in off hours is not, is not effective. So, so I would say, I would say consider your audience when, when you're trying to collaborate,
2: what are people using Slack interrupt for?
1: all kinds of things. So, so, so sometimes I get like page long docs in Slack and I'm like, nah, like if Slack tells you, you have to go to notes for this, that's a sign that you shouldn't be sending it to me in Slack. First of all, send me an email, ping me in Slack. I'll get to it when I can, but don't, don't bypass my notifications. (laughs) You know, if I've got notification snooze, there's a reason there, there is literally nothing on on my side that's that urgent. Like,
2: but it but no, for me for me the the flaw is that, is that if you bypass notifications it better be because you know the the sim has flaw, fallen through the floor.
1: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like if you bypass notifications there there better be something that can't wait until tomorrow yeah. morning. And it, people
2: are doing that for standard stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, it happens that's... it happens for standard stuff. They just bypass the notification and send it like it's it's kind of crazy. Like, no, this isn't really that important. Prioritize. Yeah. yeah. Communicate effectively. <laughs>
2: F- yeah. I mean, figure think, out yeah, the best
1: way to communicate. Don't, yeah, you, don't use, send use the
2: right channel. Use the right channel. Yeah,
1: don't send constructive th- feedback in a text message ever. <laughs> like ever. That should never be a thing. Get on a call and yeah. discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> Commun- communicate with yeah. with intent and kindness and, and whatnot. There's too much that can be read into text. Yeah, Just... I mean,
2: one, one of my things with, is, particularly with, always with, when we're when we fully remote, is assume everything is going to be asynchronous, right? I told my team, assume everything's going to be asynchronous. So first of all, do that with me anyway, because I'm, I'm busy and I'm in meetings or whatever. And, you know, my day is 90% meetings, right? You know? Yeah. Same. I had an hour I had an hour day where I didn't have meetings and I, I created a logo, but because uh, something got canceled. But it's 90%, 90% meetings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. It's like I'm I'm in meetings all day and it's with 12 different groups. So I'm switching yeah. context all the time. I, I don't need a ping on this.
2: I don't yeah. get <laughs> it. And it's to send me an email, send me you know, um, uh, I don't And I'll, I'll give you my next tip in a second. Um, or, or if we want to cut it out, but like, if you need something urgent, text me or use the inner function and use, you know, that's the, that's really, and I'll, and I'll get to you cause that's the urgent method. Everything else, dump it and I'll get to it when I get to it, you know, or, or, or tell me when you need a buy, you know, and set the expect, that's the other thing. Set the expectation when you need something to buy. It's like, Hey, yes. you know, I need this in 24 hours In 48 hours. I need this now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. Set the expectation and then don't complain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, don't complain to others. <laughs> complain no. to me first.
2: <laughs> so the, the one thing I did, um, probably halfway through the year is, I mean, I started office hours where I block a half hour Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that it's an early time, ta- you know, it's, um, I do it 11 o'clock. Uh, East Coast time, so that's you know still early enough Pacific time, and I'm like, hey, I've got I've got th- you know I've got these three half hours of the week. This is your time to drop in to get something quickly, you know. So don't send me an email on Tuesday night and expect me to you know to respond to it. Just come up, you know, hey, you come the office hours. Let's talk it through. Let's go. On. And so you know, I'll get two to anywhere from two to five people in office hours, and we'll just go through and people sit and wait their turn, and you know, something we'll learn, and we just crank it up. And I thought that's worked really, really well. And I've never, you know, I picked it up from someone um, I saw doing it. And I'm like, that's a really great way to do it because it just sets, you know, it's open in time where you can go and, and chat and get something done. Um, you know, it's, it's the equivalent of walking into someone's office in, in the building. I think I, I really like that.
1: That was really cool. That was really cool.
0: So my my, 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 my best practice is going to seem pretty petty based on the things that you guys have just discussed. Mine is is I I have these reoccurring calls and we're still going on a year now and it's every week you have the same call, and what I've noticed is that you know you get you know twenty thirty sometimes more people on the call, and pretty much everybody has a picture. So when you go to their profile, like we're we're not all on camera because it's you know doing whatever, um, and you don't need to be on camera, but but you, you see the person, and you see hopefully a picture. But there are a number of individuals a small number of individuals who have not put a picture up and it's just their name Mm -hmm. and and it it drives me crazy because you know everybody has a picture and you know some of them are you know the corporate headshots some of them are selfies and you know some of them are you know not even pictures of themselves but just these generic avatars of a cartoon character or whatever but at least it's like something that says okay here here you are as an individual so now I can kind of at least connect so you know I've I you, you work wherever you're not anywhere near I am but like if I ever bump into you I at least know what you look like right but there are there are there is a small number of people that just have not put a picture up and it it drives me crazy because it's either they don't have a good picture, which I kind of get because it is hard to get a good picture. And if you want a good picture, you should definitely invest in headshots. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not talking about Colin's like just reaction this- reaction
1: is beautiful. I'm not even just I'm, talking I'm about- I'm waving my right, phone right now. Okay, Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right,
2: The, the but, Portrait so, mode on the iPhone, you can create a halfway decent picture. Uh, you can, what you if, can- for, for something that's gonna be, you know, 100 pixels by 100 pixels square, it'll look good.
1: Yeah, you don't but, have to invest in headshots for a Zoom photo. You really
0: De- definitely not, but but for uh, headshots are a good investment, and updating headshots is definitely something that you want to do, especially if you use a lot of social media and you're kind of you know from a networking perspective, it's good to have you know a, a good image that you can put into your into your bio. So I think that's a that's a definitely a worthwhile investment. But it's the ones like where you go and there's like you know 50 people on the call and there's 48 pictures of. People, so you can see something about them. And then there's two. And the two, don't, not only do they not have name uh, pictures, but they have names. And they've been the same two for the last year that have not put a picture up. So they can look and they can see everybody else. So they see what we look like. They see that we've put something up there, but they haven't been bothered. And have that's what irritates them? me.
1: Have you asked them? Uh,
0: um I I so I I have not because I I one of the things mm-hmm. that I've that I've realized kind of well I've always known and sometimes it shows more than than it should is things that irritate me don't generally irritate other people so you don't calling, have to
1: tell them that it irritates you calling, you could just ask calling them. attention
0: See but that's not how it would go about it it would be like it would be like hey you know I'm sorry what are you are you madonna are you prince like you just have like your name and that's it we're all supposed to like know who you are put your picture up like just because i don't know who you are i don't i don't know what you look like i just see so, your name so
1: you can't just be like can you please like add a, a picture to your zoom profile and send them a link of how to do it just in case like,
0: so so melissa
1: you do work that would for be dell. i mean
0: i but that would be do you know how incredibly oh, no, they, they that don't would have, be don't
1: remember dell doesn't that,
2: put cameras in the monitors Exactly. I, do you know,
0: th- th- that would be incredibly creepy if I got an email from somebody that said, hey, we were on this call last week and I noticed you didn't have a picture. Could you put a picture of you on that? That would like raise all kinds of red flags. So I don't know how I would broach that subject with somebody. It's, but... it's
1: easy. Say it's better to associate a face with a name. Like It's, so it's easier here's... for me to associate a face with a name when you have a picture up so that I can kind of remember who you are and what you're about like so so it's <laughs> a five so, second conversation
0: <laughs> here's so you don't so, need to be
2: in a bikini <laughs> yes one of,
1: yeah. it's just one your of... face for crying out loud there's nothing suggestive about that
0: okay all right so
1: we'll we'll, we'll and they we'll can always say no you don't have to like
0: <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't know if i'm comfortable with calling anybody out about that you just but, like
1: called it should i don't Podcast for <laughs> But they're not, but they they're not
0: listening. They're probably out taking selfies right now in portrait mode with their iPhone 12. I mean but
1: somebody is listening and they're judging those people right now. Well they should be you. judging.
0: Because I, so and really it's not it's not it's not oh I'm goodness. not calling out any particular individual. I'm just I'm calling out does it bother anybody else or is it just me? So when you see 50 people and you're going through and you're saying, Oh, they oh from APJ, and this, okay, is this, oh that's what he, that's what she looks like. And then you get to the two that are just like these black boxes with their names. And it's like it's not like you don't have Zoom meetings all the time, because you obviously do because that's what we're doing. How come you don't have a picture? And and I guess it's really not the question of, you know, making them have a picture. Look, if you don't want to have a picture, that's fine. I guess it's more of am I the only one that's irritated by that? Because I don't I don't know. I I could probably see it only being it's a it's a it could be a me issue and not a them issue, so
2: no, you know, I, I'm bothered by it as well, and I'll, I'll, I'll even expand that. I mean, first of all, I'm bothered by people who don't get on camera, and but at the same time, that's a choice. There are days when I, you know, look like shit, I'm running late from the gym, and i have having to shower, and I, and I don't want to get on camera. So I know people doing don't camera at all, they'll bother me. I mean, it's like, you know, show your face, right? If you're not going to show your face, then at least put up a good picture again for the same reason. You want a reminder. You want to personalize it. It's gonna make me, you know, it's gonna, you know, it'll it'll evoke a more human reaction for me than just, you know, a black box with two letters in it, right, or one letter in it. Um, Yeah, I'd say I'm not so hung up.
1: I'm like, (laughs) yeah,
0: I'm not so hung up. Just I'm not so hung up on people not wanting to show themselves live. The only time you have to show yourself is when you're presenting, because if you're not presenting, then. It's just it's a it's a conference call, and 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 you're presenting and this is what we're going to be doing for the next couple of years. So if you're talking to people, we need to actually see you because I want to watch what you're saying.
2: I want to see the presentation. I, I remember I the want first to
1: see your face, yeah. Yeah, I want to the first present
2: the first presentation with Chad Dunn. He did that. He was the first guy I knew who sort of did that. We were doing a, a call, uh, actually for the for the VX Rail launch, and we got on and you know we tag team and he he went on first and he went on camera and I was like. Just the impact that we actually audited was so much better. Even if you're just listening to him talk, it's just it's just a human thing. Yeah, um, that that's actually my one of my next. So, pull up my next pet piece is with Teams. Um, teams doesn't allow you to be on camera and share at the same time. Eh. Like what the gross? Of, of course, it's a Microsoft product. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, that's why. So I I am. I, I love Zoom because you know we are being discouraged from using Zoom for cost cutting reasons. Um, you could
1: you could use OP, OBS and and yeah, and use OBS with with Teams to get around it and put maybe. your face yeah. in the uh, yeah. Yeah. in the in the meeting. I could I could yeah. help you out with that. Okay, maybe.
2: But um, um until they put a gun to my hand and force me to use Teams, I'm, I'm not gonna use. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna host anything in Teams because it's just um, it's gotten better. It actually. I've been impressed with the, 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 you know, how quickly they've been iterating with Teams. And Teams has a great feature. Like I said, that one's stupid, but they just rolled out a great feature a couple months ago, two or three months ago. And it still confuses people, again, because people are stupid. Um, and I have to tell people at least once a week. It's a new feature they rolled out two months ago. Teams will by default mute you, depending on when you join the meeting and how many people are in the meeting. Okay. If you're one of the first couple, it leaves it leaves your default mics. It leaves your mic active or whatever your default setting is. If you join, you know, um, after that, and there are more people in the meeting, it auto mutes you. Nice. Which gets to my point about people checking to see if you're muted, <laughs> like before you talk. It was actually great because then you know if you join, there's no beep, there's no interruption. They did make a weird thing where, it's, um, also, they introduced if you join from a phone. Mm-hmm. It actually sounds like an electronic phone ringing, like, you know, mm-hmm. a 1980s you know, touchstone phone ringing. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just stupid. Like, it's like, that one's got to go, like, <laughs> that's and it's only when you join from a phone and not from a from a, from a live connection. But um, I guess it's to know that someone dialed in, I guess, security alert, but I don't know, it's annoying. Um, but the other, the other pet peeve I have related to that is people who use photos with a mask on. <laughs> oh.
0: Yes. as their yeah. as their as their avatar yeah yes as avatar. Like yeah. the whole
2: point is to see your face you're be, we yeah. know you're wearing a mask we know you're sitting at home being safe you don't need that like, yes you know get over it <laughs> yeah but yeah so. what
0: else is on what, what else is on your list melissa this is i mean you you i mean remote has been your life you know, the road has been my life for like
1: all week what have now. you been what
2: have you been doing this week melissa um,
1: i've been participating in our employee all hands um usually we do an off-site all together once a year where we invest in coming together this year we did um kind of a digital experience instead so we did um some some business sim- simulation type stuff and then we um opened up a virtual world in which people could interact and it's really it's really kind of interesting because because what I'm missing from the in-person event that we usually do is like the random collaboration that happens like I can drop in um and I usually do because I'm community I've got you know like 20 different stakeholders so (laughs) At that point, like, having my own team and, and running a team meeting with strategy doesn't make sense. What makes sense is hitting as many stakeholders as possible, seeing what they're doing and trying to plug in, right? So as part of that, we have this little Hashi world that we the, um, the events team created and opened up um, in partnership with somebody who who has figured this stuff out. And it's this cute little drawn environment, and you've got your little... um. Avatar that kind of looks like somebody from um, human fall flat or something, kind <laughs> of a squishy little little avatar, and, and you wander around, and there's like a pool and a stage and like all of these things that you might see at a physical event where you can kind of wander around. And then as you walk closer to other people in the world. Your, your camera and audio becomes more clear to them and you can have like mini meetings inside of the little virtual world and talk to them um, on purpose or by accident. Or you can be like peace and run away from them if you don't want to talk. So that's been kind of cool. But um, on the collaboration side, I'd say uh, my next thing is probably uh, my excessive use of Google Docs for um, for all things. And why Google Docs? Because uh, <laughs> because you can suggest edits, and it's easy to communicate. You can um, look and see what's changed pretty easily. There's comments and all this stuff, and um, it just helps for a better experience when you're creating this doc, especially with across teams and everything. Um, but I also use it for taking notes for meetings. Um, I'm like Colin on calls 90% of the time, and um, context switching six, seven, eight times a day, right? <laughs> so so one meeting I have is, is about creating social media policy, and the next meeting is about what we're going to do at this security event that we're sponsoring, and the next meeting is Okay, let's talk about GitHub management. Like the, the context switching um, challenge is real. And the only real way to keep up with that is to take good notes and, and come in prepared. Otherwise, the meetings just aren't effective. And they kind of, you have those meetings where you come in and you're like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Okay, we're okay. And then we leave and, <laughs> and then nothing gets done, right? And it's like, oh, well, I just wasted that 15, 20 minutes, half hour or whatever it was. Um, I could have been doing something else like, uh, are you, are
0: you, are you, so, so you're putting everything into Google docs, you're not handwriting things. You're actually typing things in.
1: Oh, I handwrite all the time. So, so during the meetings themselves, I handwrite. And then, um, if I get like a break post meeting or if I'm going into the day, what I'll do is I'll put like my main priorities in a Google doc. So, so I do a, a combination of both because I won't remember if I'm typing in the Google Doc while they're talking. I'm also not hearing half of what they're saying if yeah. I'm typing in a Google Doc while talking. So I do take handwritten notes and I've got multiple notebooks on my desk to kind of handle that. But then preparing for the meeting going into the day, I have meeting notes for everything I want to hit on with every meeting I have.
2: Yeah, I, I used to be very good at, at typing. I would type in my iPad um, using Evernote. Um, nice. Um, and, and what I liked about Evernote was it would sync with your calendar, so it would say you start, start a new note, it would tie it on by the calendar, that the subject, et cetera, so yes. you could go back and reference it. Of course, they stopped making Evernote. Yeah. Um, um, which, and so you know, since then, the last year and a half, two years, I've been sort of struggling. Um, I might try Google Docs, but I like to take notes typing during the meeting because I found when I write them out, I never go back and transcribe. I will scan them if I need to, like, you know, in the next meeting or whatever, but I never get that organized where I go back and, and look at them. Whereas if, if they're in the electronic form to begin with, I can process them. But I'm a huge Google Docs fan as well. Um, uh, um, uh, not so much the spreadsheet version, but the Word version, uh, you know, the, the, the document yeah. version. Um, and to your point, like, the, you can actually, you can actually be working simultaneously. You can use it as a collaboration tool where like yeah. you, you're writing together, you're commenting, you can see the other person edit, you go, no, no, do this. And like, it actually becomes, it's a, you know, you don't have to be in the same room as me. I you can actually do it amazingly together. It's great. Yes. The, um, and I, I love it. I miss it because we're not allowed to use it by corporate policy. Oh. Um, yeah. We have to take a word doc and upload it to teams. Um,
1: oh, I'm yeah, sorry. That's yeah, gross.
2: Exactly. It's awful. Um, yeah. Um, another reason not to say. Um, 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 and the other, the other one that I, I, I warmed up to was, um, a, uh, I said Google Sheets is eh, you know, it's fine. is um, Google presentations.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: For a specific purpose. I will never use them to create a presentation I'm delivering mm-hmm. because at least, you know, when I stopped using them two years ago. The graphics capabilities were subpar.
1: They're they're still behind PowerPoint yeah, as figured, far yeah. as that stuff goes. They yeah. do have some cool features, like they'll they'll do video inside the slides, so that you can okay. present on video. But but yeah, so nice. it's not it doesn't have transform and morph and all that cool stuff. That yeah, PowerPoint but there has.
2: there are two features that I love for love it for. Um, well, one use case, one feature. Uh, the use case I love is for collaboration slides where you're just editing status and stuff. Like yeah. You know. We're, like, like those days where you used to pass around the status slides and everyone edit. No, that's great. Everybody can edit their own slides. They can do that. It's perfect. Cause it's, it's a slide that everybody nice. can share and edit. It's awesome. Like, you know, like I use yep. them for my status slides all the time. Just go edit it, put it back. It's done. The other feature they have, which is a feature I have been asking for in PowerPoint for a decade. I think Scott, you told me you're doing this, like, as I, I almost threatened to start a business just to do this, publish and subscribe to slides.
1: Yes. Yes, it's amazing.
2: And I wish powerpoint had it's like you create, you know. So often, you know, we use, we create a slide that gets used in other decks, and then you, you change the original, and you're trying to figure out which other decks that I use it in, or who do I give it to, etc. Like, if you just subscribe to my slide, where I publish it to you, and I make a change, you get an option to you get notified, hey, the original has changed. Do you want to take it or not? Yep. Yep. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Like I, said, I wish the growth.
1: Yeah, yeah, linking is yeah. is amazing. Yeah, link, like, Yeah, linking yeah. is
2: amazing. That's what they're all linking. Yeah, it's like linking. It's like it's great. And it's, it's. I wish they. I wish the graphic capabilities were better, and I could actually live in it, because it's. And, and and you know, I'd have to learn to use them. But it's it's those capabilities. They they know how people use slides. They thought about them. Um know yeah. They, they, yeah, except for like. The folks like us who actually can do amazing shit with slides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it that's yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's my yeah. thought is I don't, I
0: don't want anybody changing my slides because, like, when I build a slide and I send it out and somebody edits it and it comes back to me, oh, my God, I want to, like, rip my hair out because it's like you took, you know, what was basically a piece of art, at least in my mind, a piece of art, and, like, you, you put a font in and, like, it doesn't line up and it's like you, – you you couldn't make it fit on one line so there's like a full line and then there's like one word that drops down onto the second line and it just like it, it drives me crazy so I would I would, that would I don't know if I could subscribe to that but the, the one point that you did make is around the note taking so I still um I still handwrite everything out when I'm you know, doing a meeting or doing any type of you know, typically a content review is where I'll take most of my notes and I, I like doing the um the handwriting for one reason is it doesn't look like you're sitting there typing on your keyboard, you know, not paying attention, right? So you're like, you know, it looks like you're writing so that they know that you're actually, you know, paying attention to what's going on. So I think it it helps show um, that you're engaged. But what I love about it is it's like an episode of CSI the next day because you you take out the notes and it's like, what what did I write? I can't read this. You have to decipher the handwriting of it and then you have to interpret. Well, what was the point of why I wrote this down? So it's like solving a crime to have to go back in 24 hours later to be like, why did I make that notation? Um, Was it the candlestick in the library? Or I, I don't remember what it was, but this had to have been something important. And I know I signed up to do it because I actually wrote it down. So that's always fun the next day. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this?
1: Which wine am I supposed to
0: show up with? <laughs> exactly, right? I yeah. had that written down. I could go back to the notes, and I guarantee yeah. you that I wrote that down. But, like, I have a stack. This is, like, just the last couple of days. I got this huge stack of stuff that I've been going through. So I lost my place. So Aww. anyway, that's all right.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same as that, like, people change my slides, and, and I'm going to say this because I've said this before and, and sort of gotten in trouble. Um, but I'm going to say it again in the bucket. It's, like, I don't know what it is about – your average marketing person, particularly white, straight white males oh, who, no. think they, who think they can improve my slides. I was like, oh. I guarantee you, I, I can, I know the people who can improve my slides that I've worked with. You are not one of them. Like, you know, Scott DeLandy, Matt Like I can, I can name the 10 people in the universe who can, I've worked with who can improve my slides. You are not one of them for, hey, I guarantee it. Don't even try.
1: Oh, strong words. Strong words. No, no.
2: And I, I, by the way, I, and I, I, always, I always love to learn from people who who do are better. I mean, I only got better from working with Scott. You know, it's like you know, and you know, and and, and watching him and seeing things, and and vice versa with other people. But the, you know, I, I know, where, I, I know I'm not brilliant, but I know I'm, you know, where I am in the percentile and. You know, that means everybody else is, is lower. But yeah, don't even think you can fix it. Which I guarantee you, because you will make it wrong. Because I guarantee you everything I put in that slide, I did for a reason, like, you know, which you are not. Yes. Okay. But, but yeah, the the, the Google linking, um, you take the slide all or nothing, and then you, you can edit after the fact. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's, it's managing my own slides and slides I put it, you know, you create one product slide, it goes into 10 decks. And it's just that, you know, that issue of, oh, I realize we're adding a new drive type here. You know how do I cascade that through twenty other decks? That's easier. Yeah.
1: Propagate, yeah. It's yeah, well that
0: that's what I tell. So the the so I've been doing a whole bunch of content creation the last few months, a couple more than that, like half a year. So I got back into that, and I you know I, I I love it and I hate it, right? I love it because it's just fun to like sit there and just kind of like tune out and just like build something and just kind of tell a story and and make it you know creative and just. That's the part that I, I like to do. The, the 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 part that I hate is not so much the socialization around it and showing, "Hey, here's here's what we have." It's when people take it and they use it and they just they 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 again to your point, Colin, they try to make it better. And it's like, "No, you're not making it better. Don't add that. Don't do this. Don't change that. Don't do anything. If you have a suggestion, just let me know because these these The this this content that you're going in and modifying is going to go out to hundreds, potentially thousands of people. And if you make something that looks like something that I started and then you take and you make it look like shit, then it makes it look like I made it look like shit. And I will not stand for that. So do not make any changes unless you run that by me. So that's the O C D piece. And I'm trying to I'm I'm trying
2: to do no, much that. No, that that. that 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 that's not easy. That's you're a perfectionist and, and you have pride in your work. I don't I wouldn't call it O C D.
1: That's brand. That's yeah. personal brand yeah. too. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're messing with that if they if they yeah. change your stuff around. I mean I guess they're messing with the it anyway a little bit. But, yeah.
0: but the, the the other reason why I wanted to and we've we've talked about this a couple of times is um you know the collaboration, especially if you're doing, you know, if you have a something like a presentation or a document or whatever it is and, and everybody's kind of working it and you get these different versions and it's always the, the naming of the file, right? Oh. Where, yeah, like, well, this started off as, you know, it's it's about this, but then it's not really about that anymore. That was the one slide and then we added this. And like the name no longer represents what the actual presentation is. I want to begin into the final. dot final stuff because people know that that's just not acceptable and I will call them out um, if they do that. I will, I will say this, so I've been involved for, for the listeners out there. That may have googled my name and are trying to find out, you know, who I am. Um, I've been doing a whole bunch of um, interviewing for internships, so we have our intern program um, that's um, uh, kicking off um, this summer. So I was, I was actually lucky enough to be asked to to help um, with the, um, you know, the recruitment and in, in interviewing the um, the interns that are coming in, and it's actually been great. I, I really do like talking to to folks, especially. When they're not in the industry and they're trying to, you know, they they they're just trying to, you know, figure out well, what do I want to be when I grow up, and is this something that I want to do? So it's, they they are good conversations that definitely break up the 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 day to day. So I, I actually love, um, doing that. But but the thing that I see with the interns is that when they send their resume in and they name their the file for the resume and it'll be like you know resume you know V three or something like that. And so now I have a directory, you know, a folder that I put all the resumes that I get in, and I have 25, you know, resumes that I'll say resume, you know, V3. I don't know who you are. I don't know what it is. So what I would say for the folks that are interviewing, anywhere, when you create that file, number one, make sure it's a PDF because I don't want to, like, have to reformat it because if you send it in and, you know, a line doesn't fit and it spills over to the second page or whatever it is, you know again the ocd piece of it is going to drive me nuts so make it a pdf but when you send the pdf in put your name put your school put your year of graduation because if i have that and i want to go and i want to find you i can find you very quickly and i'm not looking for you know resume final final yeah. e3 right
2: yeah. Again, it, it, it's it's basic techniques. Think about how the person who you're giving it to is going to use it, right, and perceive it. I mean, I, I learned that lesson. My resumes have been named with my name forever, right? You know, um, and sometimes I'll do like I'll do I'll put a date on it, you know, for myself, 2020, 2021, etc. So I know which so I can keep track of them. But um, it, every now and then I'll I'll do a tagline with it. Um, but again, it's 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 Colin Gallagher. If you're searching for it, it shows up as Colin Gallagher, right? Um, if you're forking, if you're forking your resume, which you should be doing, you yes. know, for different industries or anything else, yes, don't, yes, yes, right, yep. Don't label it that way. That's your. No. That's how you're managing your process. Don't expose that.
0: Right. Yeah. That, yes. That's yes. that's it. Yes.
2: Yes. I
0: because I I will tell you this. I have looked at a huge number of resumes, triple digits, like in there. And I would tell you that one in ten, maybe one in ten of those file names that are coming in actually has something descriptive of so if I needed to talk to a particular individual, I could open up that folder and I could find that resume. Yeah, right. Most because of them all are of like, the resume. Yeah, resume. Resume. Yeah, yeah. Resume. That's what it is. It's the file name. It's like and so that. I have I have I have I have fifty three versions of resume. <laughs> I don't know. Two three. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: On the uh on the on the inbound side. But anyway, so that would be a um for for folks that are listening, that would be that would get my attention. <laughs> the next resume again that has your name, your school, and your graduation. You're through to the next we <laughs> to the uh you're you're getting the golden ticket uh for the next, you know, pro um Whatever the next interview in the process. Yeah.
2: Well, remember, I mean, it's it, the re- your resume is, you know, the first thing that represents your, your brand, right? And I, I again, I mean, remember when that that weird guy at EMC wrote that book about building your personal brand? Uh, and he, yeah. And he walked around like he was the hottest shit, and I don't even know what he did, but like, yeah, whatever. Um, oh yes, I know yeah. exactly who you're
0: talking about. Yes, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I do. I yeah. do. He was um, um, he was he was young. <laughs> yes, he was young. Yes,
2: yes, yes. He yes. was pretty proud of his achievements. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I um, remember. Yes, but um, but he but yeah, he got in it early. But again, and I sort of like re- reacted earlier. But that is your brand. Your brand is what people think of you, recommend you, you know, think of you, how they how they describe you, etc. And your resume is a key portion of your brand, especially when you're job seeking. It should represent you, right? You know, um you know, both from the name, you know, think about how people can it. it is, you know, I always say, you know, your resume is your data sheet, right? You know, if you're in marketing, you know, and, and, and you know, we produce data sheets for a product all the time or solution piece, right? Your resume should be the summary description of who you are and as much, you know, color as possible, right? That's fake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and you know, I, I do crazy shit in my resume. You know, you know, I have my picture on there. I have. I have, uh, you know, I format mine like a data sheet. I, have, have, I have, a ta- have, I have a, I have, have a, sk- have I, have balls. Balls. I have a table of skills. You have hobby balls. You have balls. I have a table of skills with hobby balls. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, hey, this is what you're I, getting. You and know, and, I, you know.
0: I've been meaning, I, I, I want to debate some of those with you because okay. I think, yeah. I think some of them are a little high. Some of them, I think, are a little low. So. Um, uh, you, need, you need, you need, you need, you need an outsider's perspective. I think
2: no, but it's how I want to come across, Scott. Like you know, are you, challenge. I mean, I, I encourage someone to challenge me. Tell me why you're a four out of five in this or you're a five out of five in that.
0: exactly. So you better, you better have the answer, right? Oh, that's well, that's you yes, of what I, That's what that's one of my favorite like trap questions. So again, if people are listening, that I'll ask for an interview. Someone will say, you know, they have PowerPoint skills. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So on a scale from one to five. 5 being an absolute expert where would you put yourself I've had a couple that have said 5 and those have gone down very very poorly but I've had people that say 4 so okay 4 can you and then what I'll do is I'll say send me an example of your 4 because I'm curious as to what you think your 4 is and and what gets you to that and um and I will look and I and honestly what will happen I would say Eighty, maybe ninety percent of the time, I'll say send me send me your whatever it is, and um, and they don't send it in. I will tell you, there's there's one person that I work with. Um, she came in, totally not a fit for the gig. Just like someone that was like, if they went in, if she, if that person went in and interviewed through the normal channels, they would have been like, no, you're you're different. You're not what we're looking for. Um, she came in and she had this amazing just talent to be able to do that and to tell the story and interviewing her I asked her the question you know are you a four or or, you know where are you and she said she was a four and I said well send me your four and then like a half hour later she sent me her four and I was like Dude, this is a six! No, like, really? Oh my god! Nice. I was like, I was like, this is a six. It was amazing, and actually, it's one of the people I I work with almost on a daily basis because what I've realized is that the it's gotten so good that like I can trust this person. Um, not on the technology side, you know, she's coming up to speed and she's doing a great job of kind of picking that up. But just the eye and being able to take something that looks like a you know, a bag of shit and being able to kind of boil it down and organize it. And even things that are like, oh, my God. It, so I, I, I like to let her take a first pass at it because, you know, again, sometimes it's good to not know, like, <laughs> what you're supposed to know and come, kind of come through it around. Well, I, I don't know what any of these words mean, but I'll try and put them together. So it's it's refreshing to um, to see that. But, but the point being is that, again, you know, Be careful about how you handle that because, you know, if you you say you're, you know, in the upper percentile um, for content development, um, people are going to ask for proof on that. So, you know, it's kind of like the Judge duty show up with the evidence because if you don't have the evidence, it's not going to work out well.
2: Yeah, I thought I had more collaboration tips. I was trying to think of what, I, what else I had. Actually, I didn't, I, didn't create a, I didn't create a notes list this week. Normally I do. Um, I was creating a logo today instead, <laughs> I decided I,
1: I have one more and um, it's, it's going to be a fun one. Um, feedback. Like, you can't have good collaboration without constructive feedback. And I said that that feedback should be live, but you shouldn't be afraid to give constructive feedback. And I find a lot of times that people find it awkward and uncomfortable and scary. So instead of like sharing, they, they tend to either go around or say, yeah, that's good, and just kind of let it go. And you're not doing anybody any favors. You're not creating the best thing you could if you're doing it that way. So you have to engage and commit to things getting a little uncomfortable.
2: Well, and I, I always tell people that um, any feedback I give you, no matter how passionate I am is about the work.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Right. And it's focused on the work and, you know, you're on my team or I'm working with you. I have, you know, whatever, you know, you know, respect for you, but I'm here, we're all here to make each other better. Right. And I'm not perfect either and give me feedback because I fuck up, but you know, I, I miss things and I want that feedback because I'm not going to, I'm not going to build the muscle memory not to do that or to, or to think differently unless I get that feedback. And yeah, so, you know, I went through an analyst submission yesterday. I was cutting. like little, I was like, I was like what, "What the hell does that sentence mean? What what was what it in here? What's what is, what is it doing? Like, what do we expect people to think about without we put this in here?" i was like, "Well, you know, it means this. Like, do they need to know that? No, then delete it. Like, you know, just get it out of there." Yeah. So yeah, um, and, and I can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's better being done um, virtually. I think. I mean, than done in person. You know, or face to face. You know, synchronously. It's better being done synchronously. Um, but I will, do, I will give asynchronous feedback on documents and stuff, but I tend to be more um, in documents that are less direct and more Socratic. I was like, hey, what were you thinking here? Or, you know, what, what, what are you trying to get the, user to, to, the reader to understand? Or, you know, what, what point are you trying to make here? Because I'm not seeing it. You know, so more, more of that, just deleting questions as opposed to, you know, being a little bit more direct in person.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. It's like so for, for folks especially kind of those working sessions where you're actually building content, it it'll be interesting where you know someone'll build a slide and they'll send it in and they'll say, you know, here here's here's the slide, right? And and you look at it and you're like, "Okay, so tell me what it is, tell me what it does, and tell me why I should care." And that should be just like the the template that you're kind of wired as you're building these things to to kind of to kind of consider. And and I've seen people where the you know they've they've worked with me enough where I'll get something in where I'll say this is what it is this is what it does this is why I should care and you can like literally see the three bullets and the answers to that questions that are that are coming in and I'll read it and I'll be like I, I, I still don't get it what, what is this and then they'll say well it's because of this and you're doing this and they'll go through like a deeper explanation I'm like yes what you just said put that put that here because that's really what this is it's not what you wrote on the slide because i look at the slide i was like i don't even know what you're talking about
2: i always (laughs) start with i always start with what's the job of this slide what are you trying to do with this slide and i find that slides that i don't like generally people say it's trying to do 20 jobs Oh, it's to show you this and this, you know, it's to show you what the product is, how it's priced, you know, where you can buy it, you know, and how we're different against the competitors. I was like, No, slides have each slide has one job. <laughs> like give what's the what's the job? I didn't say what are the jobs, what's the job? You know, you, I, I appreciate that you're hardworking, but tell me what the, this one job is and focus on that. Um, and then, you know, what you know, what do you expect me to take away from it? How do you expect me to act, think, or feel differently based on what you put down in words? Because you put some effort into it. Like, you know, you know, um, if it's just, a, you know, in some cases, you know, hey, you know, it's going to be, hey, I'm smart. Like some, sometimes, you know, every now and then you decide that's a, that says, hey, you know, I, I've, I'm i smart. Pay attention to me for the rest of the deck, whatever. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's fine. That's the job of the slide. Come up for a minute. I put this in here just to show you right now know, so I can convince you of something else later on. But be upfront about that. That's and I always find that a great structure. So I, yeah, that's my number one um, critiquing method is what's the job of this slide?
0: All right. So we're we're coming up on an hour. Coming up on an hour. So this is episode forty. We have forty one coming up, and I'm sure the magnificent Melissa Gurney Green has put a huge she's got notes they're on slack she probably has something out on open source around what the wine will be for next week i guarantee it will not be a white wine infused in tequila barrels we have to work that in um and the uh and the technology topic for the uh for the discussion so what do we have on deck for next episode
1: well, I was going to do red volcanics, but you kind of screwed that up. So instead, oh, Scott
0: should do a white volcanic next week. What we will do, you know what? what we we should do, because I know exactly where to go and get one.
1: What we will do instead is we will go to Greece. So we are doing Greek wine. Um, yes.
2: You, you beat me to it. I was going to do it the week after, but okay. So I
1: really want to go to Greece right now. <laughs> Yes, I've never been. I just want to go. So so yeah, we're, we're doing Greek wines. And um, for the tech topic, it's going to be more on the soft skills side again, because for me, it's review time. So we're going to talk about how to nail your review tips and tricks and all that stuff. Um, as I am writing like 14 of them in the next week. <laughs> so, and reading just as many. So, so it'll be fun.
0: That's actually a, a great topic because we're like it's that time of year, right? Yeah. So everybody's everybody's going through that, and I know I've I've been hit up multiple times around, you know, having to either write a review or help someone write a review. Like, what? How do you do this? So yes, so so that'll be awesome.
1: Yeah. Consult the cool. experts.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how to write a review and how to write a self appraisal. Yes,
1: Let's both go, of can those. Can do both. Yeah. Both Yeah, because
2: yes. they go, sort of go hand in hand
1: yeah yeah and good self re- appraisal really helps with review hopefully your manager is not being lazy and just copying your self appraisal but still it it definitely helps yep. we can talk about that next
2: week
0: yeah. yes i was i was just gonna unload but i'm not gonna because yes, <laughs> yes. i don't want to i <laughs> don't want to stop yes next week <laughs> all right so here we are uh, so awesome so uh episode 40 um in the can um thank you everybody for listening in um for my esteemed co-hosts, the magnificent Melissa Gurney Green, I think that's going to stick. I have this feeling it's going to stick, okay. and then obviously, fabulous Colin Gallagher. So, um, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for another great episode.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you, appreciate thanks it so much. Good tech, good
0: one. Peace out.